say welcome fine <laughs> welcome everybody welcome to mysteries inc i'm spring i'm joe and we're here to give you stories about history mystery conspiracies and creatures yeah and as usual we start everything with rock paper scissors to uh, see who goes first i'm gonna win i'm gonna win no, i have to I've you're got, a loser streak i've got your tells no all right all right, all right. Rock, rock paper scissors, scissors shoot, shoot. Oh, motherfucker! <laughs> Normally we we like tie the first one and then you kick my ass, but this time, damn it! We we're in a hurry. We didn't. I didn't have time to toy with you this time, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Joe, take your victory. All right. So today we are going to talk about dog-headed men. Some in particular, but just generally dog-headed men, which is pretty fun. Uh, and I don't mean dog face pony soldiers talking, <laughs> talking like legit old ancient fun stuff. Uh, not to be confused with werewolves. There's a whole lot of yeah. There's a lot of like upright walking dog things. There's yeah. werewolves. There's the beast of Bray Road. Uh, this so is literally guys with normal human bodies, just dog heads on the yeah, top. And are we thinking more like along the lines of like what breed are we talking about? Are we, is this like it a varies. golden retriever or is it this varies. like a bulldog? So, well, see, bulldog is my favorite in what okay. I picture. Okay. Uh, but there's some art, so there's a few things that, that it shows. Okay. Um, there, it goes like the oldest cool dog headed reference I could find was Anubis. He's an Egyptian god. Yeah. Full normal body. But, yeah. And then dog head. And yeah. a beautiful dog head. Yep. Um, and then a little further up is to, it's, it's a weird old Greek thing, so I, I it's Cesias, I think. Cesias? Cesias. So he's a, a Greek physician to the uh, Archimedic king Ataraxus II. And this is 5th century BC. Um, and he, like, he was a doc or physician in terms of just basically, like, basically the, the rich, smart guy. Okay. He, like, he wrote some books, but he'd never been to these places. It was just, like, he was the compiler of all the Oh, knowledge. so he just, yeah. Um, like, I, so, I heard this story from a guy down at the bathhouse. Kind of, yeah. One of his, his books was a guide to India called Indica. Oh, not to no. be not to be mistaken <laughs> with the other thing, um, but India about oh come on! But he'd never actually been to India himself. Well, Indica is a region, actually. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> over there, there's a lot of sand, and the the men tend to be a little bit more robust with their body hair. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, it wasn't exactly... He wasn't like just dog people he wasn't and then you give that region. Like, God He wasn't calling all. them all dog people. <laughs> he wasn't that mean. But, like, God he'd damn. never actually been to India himself. Okay. Well, that, his, so his racism was just blatant. <laughs> <laughs> all of this was based on his accounts with Persian traders. 
Who were so, racist? No, they, I'm kidding. He, oh, sorry. <laughs> he wrote, they speak no language but bark like dogs. And in this manner, they make themselves understood by each other. Their te- teeth are larger than those of dogs. Their nails like those of these animals, but larger and rounder. They inhabit the mountains as far as the river Indus. Their complexion is swarthy. <laughs> swarthy. <laughs> and they're extremely just, just like the rest of the Indians whom they associate. They understand the Indian language, but are unable to converse, only barking or making signs with their hands. They were uh, part of a lower caste, They live they? on raw meat, and they number about 120,000. Yeah. I think it was just, it was probably... A nomadic like, tribe. Or a tribe that lived near some of the major ports. And these Persian traders, oh, we hear, we heard stories about dogmen in the hills. Like, <laughs> it's basically some locals yeah, just yeah. Have, <laughs> having fun with the, lo- or the, the traders. Um, and then... <laughs> no, because that's their inbred family. There is like, well, they live up in the mountains there. <laughs> and they don't come out much. <laughs> Later, it goes to... To reference the Cenocephali living in the mountains, they don't practice trade. They really hunt, um, and they ki- they they don't cook their meat. They just they roast it in the sun all day by like okay. drying it. Um, similarly, they they keep sheep and goats and drink the milk. They eat the fruit from the Sipatakora tree um, or the amber. Um, oh, they no, they eat the fruit and um, turn the amber into like a sweet. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's amber is kind of like the syrup, so like you know. Yeah. So basically, they're just these. Again, it's kind of like odd mountain people that they're <laughs> calling dog face people. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he was doing that in America. Yep. The Appalachians are quite an interesting area. <laughs> yeah. There's a hierarchy out there. <laughs> um. So yeah, they get like more descriptions is that they they don't live in houses but in caves. Uh, they chase their, their their you know quarries with bows and spears. Although to be honest, at the time this really wasn't even that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was was pretty gross. the The women have a bath once a month. Ugh. The men do not have a bath at all, but only wash their hands. They anoint themselves three times a month with oil made from milk. <laughs> oh, oh! And wipe gross. themselves with skins. Ew! <laughs> so swarthy. It's very, very swarthy. Uh, all like both men and women have tails above their hips, like dogs, um, but the men are, are longer and hairier. So I like the the hair is long. Don't don't cheese spring. Um, they also live longer than any other men. They're said to live 170 to sometimes 200 years. Holy shit! Well, what did the dog bark it to them or what? Like how the hell did they? I don't. Know? What I don't get about this is dog years are supposed to be shorter than human years. So and who's what's documenting this? Like who's like? Yeah, I remember when old Otis was born. You know, right. Like... Self. Self uh, reporting, and they just don't understand the sign language. This one guy's got to be 180. He's years really old. saying he only lives 17 years. <laughs> but, but the way he said it in his dialect of. Ruff, 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 they didn't understand they dog didn't understand math it. then. <laughs> um, they're also mentioned by Herodotus, but he places them in Libya. Um, in Herodotus' histories. For the eastern eastern region of Libya, which the nomads inhabit, is lie-lowing and sandy as far as the Triton River, but the land west of this, where the farmers live, is exceedingly mountainous and wooded and full of wild beasts. 
um, do, 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 in, in uh, the Cenocephali and the headless men that have their eyes in their chest, as the Libyans say, the wild men and women, besides many other creatures, inhabit. So, <laughs> this is, I just last week mentioned these weird headless dudes. Yeah, and again, yeah. yeah. And here they are. And I can't, I don't, actually, yeah, no, Piney the Elder would have gotten this from Herodotus. Okay. So, yeah. These weird face in the chest dudes have been around a long time. Ugh. And that then they'll be around in the future. Quato lives. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> they pop up again um, by this Roman writer, Alien. <laughs> it's spelled A E L I E N, but like it really is basically Alien. <laughs> um, so he places them in Ethiopia in his works on animals. Um, and very similar descriptions. Okay. Again, I think it's really just, it boils down to being like, oh, those people, when you want to dehumanize someone, yeah, you, yeah. you give them the... You make them into dog people. <laughs> yeah. If I don't see someone taking baths regularly and they all look all dirty, of course they're a dog. Right. So coming back to Piney the Elder again, this was uh, the Roman Encyclopedia in... Um, First century AD, so it would have okay. been after. Oh, wait, when was Herodotus? Do, 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 do. Fifth century BC. Yep. Okay. So later you have Piney the Elder, kind of um, probably got his, his whole thing from Herodotus because he okay. later again talks about those fun headless guys that I just love. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a tattoo of one of those things. Oh, that would um, be amazing. <laughs> so Piney the Elder puts them in Ethiopia. On the African side, of the Ethiopian kingdom of Moreau are the Medimni. Uh, they're a nomad tribe that lives on the milk of the... Oh, wait, no, sorry. They live on the milk of the dog-faced baboon. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, located on the actual milk, or they just drink it? No, I'm I, think, <laughs> I don't even really want to know. To be <laughs> Both um, don't sound good. <laughs> though it's not all this exists, because then he talks about this... Um, other creature called Sabrote that they're said to be twelve feet high, like dog dog baboon things. Um, so yeah, there's dog yeah dog milk face drinking people <laughs> in, in Ethiopia. Um, so then there's another Greek historian in the fourth century BC that talks about some uh, living in the Indian mountains again. A lot of talk about India, but. Um, it yeah. seems to be like India through sub-Saharan Africa. Um, and these are do uh, human beings with dog heads who wear a covering of wild beast skins, whose speech is a bark, and who live on the produce of hunting and fowling. Uh, it says they use their nails as weapons. Of course. So, I would. Of course. Claw them. Scratch them. So, scratch you so hard. <laughs> now we're going to move up a little, little more recent to Christianity. Um, oh, there's a, a really so common <laughs> icon named Saint, or like the pictures of Saint Christopher, and he was said to be a giant from Canaan, and so people think that maybe the mistranslation canine. was Canaan canines. Yeah, uh, gotcha. I got a picture of him. Some I think this is him. Yeah, the weird. He looks more like a wolfy type guy. Yeah, but he's got the rest of his body. Um, kind of fun. And there was this <laughs> Jesus talking to the Canaanites, who all have dog heads. Um, this guy. It's how you talk to unruly beasts who weren't converted into the Jesus Christ faith. 
They're, yeah, they're all dog heads. <laughs> they're all dog them. heads until you convert. So, um, I had never heard of this guy because it's more of an, and when I was growing up, it's more of an Orthodox church, Eastern yeah. Orthodox kind of thing. Uh, but the story goes that he led a sinful life in, in this form. But when he reformed and became baptized, he transformed into a man with a regular human head. <laughs> oh, oh, that's all he needed? <laughs> right. Fix your ways. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be kind of fun to have a dog. Head. But that's like forcing you to be good. Like that is like, oh, you don't want to behave? Dog head. <laughs> <laughs> You'll come crawling back. You'll come crawling back. I'll redeem you. <laughs> uh, King Arthur was said to have defeated a band of dog headed soldiers of in the, the mountains surrounding Edinburgh. The English uh, never talked bad about any of their enemies <laughs> in an animalistic manner. Right. Uh, Charlemagne was said to claim uh, that his Norse enemies had the heads of dogs. Again, reinforcing this. <laughs> just you die like a dog. Dehumanizing your, your enemies and foreign people. Um, Marco Polo mentions Cenocephali directly while describing his uh, travels to the island of... Angamanian. Uh, It's in the Bay of Bengal. So again, back in in India. Um, And again, it's very much the same. Because again, I think he heard the stories. Yeah, yeah. But in this, they they specify that they're just like big mastiff dog faces. (laughs) Did you you puppy? They have a quantity of spices, but they're most cruel generation and eat everyone they can catch, if not of their own race. Damn. So they'll, yeah, they'll catch you, put a bunch of spices <laughs> on you. <laughs> You're going to taste delicious. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's even uh, things in, in Chinese history. Uh, the Buddhist missionary Hu Shen describes an island of dog-headed men to the east. <laughs> and I think that, yeah, I think they're talking about Japan. Japan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, referring to them as dogs is not uncommon for those guys. <laughs> the the Irish have the the dogmen of Osiri, but okay. they're little. That, that one's veering a little bit into werewolf okay. territory, but it was worth worth a mention. Worth a mention. Now, in the more modern real world, we actually have some kind of fun examples. I mean, you've seen like kind of circus. Freaks, yeah, yeah, or like as they like to be called, like stuff. to have been called. Uh, kind of the most famous head one was um, Jojo the Dog Faced Boy, um, and so he lived 1868 to 1904. Uh, his name was Fedor Idranovich Jeftichu, and he was Russian. And of course, uh, you're like uh, Jojo. I can't Jojo, pronounce that. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, toured Europe with his father. Um, who was like his act was the wild man from the Kostroma forest. Okay. Um, and in 1873, they came to the U.S. and work, started working for P.T. Barnum. Oh, the collector. <laughs> right. So what was really the problem, not problem, what was really like his, his condition, and actually let's see, quick pull up so you can see a picture of him. This guy. Oh, yeah. Have you he seen just him? had extra hair on his face. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Uh, he had what's known as hypertrichosis. Yeah, I said that right. Uh, it's an abnormal amount of hair growth all over the whole body. Uh, some are more generalized to, like, the face um, or yeah. restricted to certain areas. Yeah. But this guy kind of had it all Everywhere. Over. Yeah, poor guy. There's also an interesting um, 
condition called lycanthropy, which is a mental yeah. disorder where, where people believe you're... they're yeah they believe they're a wolf or some other kind of non-human animal. So yeah. and that's like people who really get into the werewolf thing. Oh. That's their. They're all Team Jacobs. <laughs> so this is a little bit of a shorter one today, but uh, squeezing it in for you guys. All right. Well, I, I I don't know. We'll see how long it takes me to talk about this one. I'm doing the one called Beer Queen. All right. And it's about how in ancient times there was a region called Mesopotamia. So we're kind of in the same geographical region again, you and I. Yeah. I mean, this we... one, this one range though. We had Japan to. Well, you went all Edinburgh. over like Carmen San Diego. I'm just sticking to a general area. I just had to cover my dogs. But Mesopotamia is located between the Euphrates and the Tigir River. And what's known as Iraq. And one of the main groups of people who lived in that area were called the Samarians. While the um, area is known as the birthplace of civilization and the first form of writing, they were also famous for making beer. Interesting. Because as a quote says, beer makes the liver happy and (laughs) fills the heart with joy. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about the first part, but... Can and, confirm the latter. I mean, it's it's it. <laughs> this goes back to the origin of people. So I mean, this is obviously legit for life. They're so, like his his liver was so huge when he died. He must have loved it. <laughs> back before knowledge of bacteria and filters, water was a dangerous drink, and yeah. often it was safer to drink meads, wines, and beers because the drinks were so processed that it killed off any bad stuff that yep. would be sitting in the water. The alcohol took care of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The beer was so thick that it could only be enjoyed through a tube kind of straw. Whoa. So it was like It's a, like those big bulb, boba yeah, straws. Yeah, you need a boba straw to drink the beer. Blech. So mm, like a an oat smoothie. Oh, that sounds so gross. All right. Corn so the smoothie, main whatever, producers wheat smoothie, yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, you just have your fun over there. The I main... like a cloudy beer. I'd, I'd try it. <laughs> well, uh, keep that in mind, all right? So the main producers of this beer at the time were women and none were more famous than Cubaba. Or as she preferred to be called, Cubaba, the beer woman. She was famous for running a very successful bar in the city-state of Kish, located about 55 miles from where Baghdad currently is at. Through her years, she became a leader of Mesopotamia, and she was also known as someone who made firm foundation or made firm the foundations of Kish. So she like became through being a bar woman, which right. coming from Wisconsin. <laughs> I know some very influential bar runner, like tavern owners yeah, and stuff oh like that. Yeah. They, they, I mean, the, the I mean, social the, is a social environment. It is, and the tavern they basically run straight in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and alcohol can make lips loose, can't Just... they? Uh huh. So, anyways, and she made it the first city state in control of all of Sumer. Oh wow! So yeah, she kind of like she was crushing it. Amazing. Yeah. Cubaba was able to gain control of both rivers and the cities that depended on them for farming. Well, she needed all that water for the <laughs> beer. <laughs> there is no record of how she achieved the throne in 2500 BCE, only that she had a very successful dynasty and her rule or that of her family lasted for over 100 years. So obviously she yeah. had the know-how. Because there are limited references to her and how she came into power, Kubaba has entertained the realm of, or has entered the realm of lore. There is no proof if she even existed, to be honest. Hmm. 
Being from Wisconsin, oh, I, was, I put this in here. I said, being from Wisconsin, there are so many older bartenders that I can imagine taking over in politics <laughs> and stumping with the raspy smoker voices. You know, like, yes, you got you. Know, like, yeah, <laughs> I can see it. So anyway, Only in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 1988, a man named Fritz Maytag began the Samarian Beer Project. And Maytag is the, well, is, I don't know if he currently is, but this is from an article in 1993, and I don't know how long these uh, titles or spots last, but at the time, he was the president and brewmaster of the Anchor Brewing Company in San Francisco. Oh, he Actually, they just went out of business, like, not even a year ago, so. Oh, well, that's sad. Well, hopefully, those. This... I like their beer, Anchor Steam. Yeah. Well, the project's goal was to recreate Steam, yeah. the ancient beer that the Samarians drank. And he found a recipe in a poem in a book of hymns. So they offered tasting of the brew at the seminar called Historically Drinking Beers Past and Present at the University Museum of Archaeology and Anthropology at the University of Pennsylvania. Woo! <laughs> in 1989 and again in 1992 because they had ideas of how they could improve it from the first batch. Um, Maytag called the beer Ninkasi, oh, and it's after the goddess of fermentation. Ninkasi translates to, and I quote, you who fills my mouth so full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works. Uh-huh. Now I want a beer. <laughs> In the article from the New York Times, Maytag was repulsed at the idea of exploiting the goddess's name when it came uh, when asked if he would consider going commercial. Because he's like, no, it's, she's a goddess. This is their culture. I'm not going to take advantage of it. Not everyone felt that way, though. Because in Oregon, there is a brewery called Ninkasi, and they do, but they do not make the ancient recipe. They do make some, like, interesting ales. They and, just marketed it with the Yeah, name. but they're marketing with the goddess's name. But That's fine. I mean, I guess you can try. I don't know how you would be able to find and maybe go online. Because nowadays, they have almost anything online. And a beer recipe... Yeah, that would be interesting. I would try it, even if mm-hmm. it was, like, yeah, thick and goopy. Goopy, yeah. Mm. And that's what I mainly have, is just the origin of just beer. the beer. The beer, beer of origin. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Now I want a beer. Good. It worked. I've actually worked. not even been drinking that much beer lately, but... <sighs> now you want a boba straw and some beer. <laughs> I'll just get some oatmeal and mix it in a beer. It'll be delicious. Mm, let it sit till... Till tomorrow night, and then... Yeah, but that's not going to do the beers for tonight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll have a beer now while I wait for the beer I want for tomorrow. (laughs) I mean, I'm not expecting that beer to taste good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then shit, you can just drink it right now with the oats as they were. (laughs) Nice. All right, well, that was fun, Spring. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yours was awesome, too. Well, thank you. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time. Yep, see you guys later. Bye. (laughs) Want to help us get into more ears? Help us grow by following, rating, and reviewing wherever you're listening. This is especially helpful in iTunes, so pop over and give us a rating if you can. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Feel free to leave any questions or comments.